guys, welcome back to Navigate Devotional. Here at Navigate, our hope and prayer is to help you engage with the Bible. It's through the Bible that God speaks. And today, as we have a conversation over this passage, we hope you're able to be refreshed, challenged and comforted by what God says. Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigate. It's really good that we can be here again today. Uh, We're going to be looking at Romans chapter 3, verse 27 to 31. And as we read it out, we hope you're able to hear God speak through his word. This is what God says. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of Gentiles too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that same faith. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. All right, so we're going to have a look at this passage, and I'm joined with Ryan uh, today as we look at this. Now, Ryan, we've been working through Romans. We've just seen how we are saved. It's by Jesus alone and faith in him and his perfect life, his death, his resurrection. In the last episode, if you did listen along, uh, we looked at some jargony words, though, that often just get thrown about. And one of those that comes up again in this passage, and it's justification. So just ground us a little bit in what it means to be justified again, and then we'll look at this. Yeah, good idea. Um, and your, your intro is just helpful to that. You know, it's, it's Jesus's perfect life, death, resurrection. It's what he's done and us sharing in that. And so when we, by faith, trust in what Jesus has done, God sees us just as he sees Jesus. Yeah. Just as if we'd never sinned and just as if we'd always obeyed. And it's just as if it's because we weren't the ones to do that. Yeah. It's Jesus who does it. And we kind of identify with him and God sees us as standing with Christ. Yeah. You know, it's it might be, I guess, somewhat cheesy over the years, but I've heard it yeah. described as when God looks at us, he sees, you know, us through Jesus' lens, like the Jesus yeah. lens. It's yeah. almost like... God's wearing these. God's wearing some glass, some Jesus so, spectacles. Yeah, <laughs> good. Sorry, <laughs> it was already cheesy enough, and we went further. But I'm here yeah. for it. But it's a helpful picture to kind of go, yeah, this is how God sees us yeah. when we put our faith in Jesus, trusting in Him. That that is how we are seen through Jesus and so we are justified in that now in this passage it talks about this idea then Paul begins and goes so what then is boasting yeah it's kind of like where you know can we be proud as we think about our status and our relationship with the father Mm. and he's just like no man it's excluded yeah that's right because it yeah it is really helpful um to just stop and go oh He's kind of shifting gears here. Like he's yeah. gone from, from teaching to application a bit. And because we know as we kind of kicked off Romans, like Paul is writing to a particular group of people yeah. at a particular time, particular place with some problems going on. And one of those things is just this, how do, how do they get on together in church? Because there's two groups of people, Jews and Gentiles. And, you know, the, the Jews you know, we're likely the ones who thought of themselves to be a little bit better than the Gentiles, or maybe a lot better because they were God's chosen people. And so, um, yeah, Paul is writing to them going, actually, um, to the Jew and Gentile conflict there, actually, your relationship with God isn't something that's meant to make you feel proud in and of yourself. 
um, your pride is to come not from your works, mm. <coughs> but from the fact that God values you not because of anything you've done, but because of everything Jesus has done for you. And so thinking of yourself better or more deserving than others, um, it's ex- excluded. Yeah. yeah. Now, Paul will say this again later on in the book of Romans. He doubles down on a lot of stuff, which yeah. is kind of like we... Yeah, so it might sound familiar as we go, but... Yeah, well, yeah. in the first kind of 11 chapters of Romans, he's really setting up the uh, theology, the ideas of God for us, the knowledge of God for us. And then we'll, you know, he's kind of touching on the application here. We'll do it again in chapter 12 and 13, where he says, you know, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Mm. Um, but what I, you know, as you're talking there, Ryan, what I appreciate is there's no boasting based on the law, you know, based on how good you've been. But mm. for the Jews, it was... It wasn't simply their obedience to the law. It was their skin color. It was their genealogy. Mm. It was their line. And I just think, you know, their family line. I think that's so helpful for us to actually go, when we think about who we are and who we are before God, there actually is no room for any sense of pride in our skin color, in our family line, in our genealogies, in yeah. anything to do with anything you could describe close to works, whether it's, you know, just who we are, skin color, or whether it's actually what we do. Mm. There's a real humility that comes from grasping that my identity before God is actually simply given to me. It's not earned. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what Paul kind of really starts to double down on here. It's it's not because of anything you've you've done or you're better or deserving because of your your family history, like you know, your pedigree, maybe you know you've grown up in the church and you feel a little bit entitled to yeah. your place in the church, and Paul's actually not. Nah. Um, or you might know you've fallen so short that you, you've come from the inside out and you've kind of discovered, you know, God's grace afresh, and you know you're just like, man, um, let me tell you, it's like actually don't be proud in the new position that you've got, mm. um, because hey, we're all fallen short, and he says although these things are true, there's there's no boasting because it's about faith. Mm. You know, we're made right apart from what we do or what we haven't done. Um, and being made right with God isn't just for those who are on the inside, like the Jews, or probably for us if you've kind of grown up inside the church. Yeah. Um, but for those who, who haven't and, and don't, those who are kind of coming from the outside, um, like Gentiles. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're saved not by what we do. We're mm. saved by what's been done in Jesus. Yeah. And by trusting in him alone. Mm. And so you kind of see in Romans, often Paul says an idea and then there's a natural question that flows from that. And here we kind of get that sense that he's like, you're saved not by what you do, but by what Jesus has done. Mm. And then in verse 31, he asks this question. So do we then nullify the law? Do we get rid of all that God has asked us to do if we're saved by faith alone? And he says, no, not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Mm. And so, yeah, just to throw it to you, what's this getting at here, this idea of, yeah, what Paul's saying here when he gets at this idea of upholding the law? Yeah, it's a really good question. It's, it's getting at the fact that we're no, we don't go works, um, so faith plus works gets us saved, yeah. but we are saved through our faith that leads us to actually responding in gratitude to God. Mm. And we respond in a way of a, a loving in relationship with God. And so the law actually kind of maps out for us how we can love God really well, how we can love each other well, like how we love God in the way God intended for us to relate to him and how God intended for us to relate to others. And so us being saved uh, by grace, nothing we can do is a gift um, through faith. actually frees us up to actually just go all out 
to yeah. just to, to invest and, and try and and g- put genuine effort into um, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. It's a grace isn't opposed to effort; it's opposed to earning. Yeah, and I think that's the distinction that Paul says here. It's not earning it, mm. but we it gives us the freedom to put effort into our relationship with God, knowing that it's secure. Yeah. Well, I was um, I was listening to a book the other day called Core Christianity. It's mm. by a guy called Michael Horton. It's really good. Um, if every if you know if you're listening to this going. Okay, how do I get my head around the basics of Christianity in a mm. book? Like, I don't know if I've read uh, a better book for that. Like, Core yeah, Christianity, right. just the basics of Christianity, really helpful. And towards the end of the book, he talks about this idea that we live in the age not of debt but of grace, as mm. you just sort of said there. And we've been looking at this, you know, too. Like, in the last couple of chapters, we saw, you know, that outside of Christ, we've been storing up wrath for us. We talked about that. You know, it's kind of this debt, but mm. with Jesus, we live in the age of grace, not debt. And so he says, what's our response to this? And he says, we, well, we, we live our lives in thankfulness to God and in good deeds to others. Yeah. And what I just appreciated about that is often we can think, yes, thankfulness to God, but then we also think, but our good deeds are for God too. Mm. And my good deeds, if I do good deeds, you know, God's going to look on me and, you know, as if I'm better. Mm. But he doesn't because he's already given us the status of Jesus, which is yeah. perfect. And so we live a life of thankfulness to God and good deeds to others. And so if we're not doing good deeds, we're actually robbing other people of grace as well. And I just think yeah. it was so helpful to see that. And it, it is what he's saying here. We don't go, okay, God's law now, let's get rid of it. Because the law, as you mentioned so helpfully, is about loving God and loving others. No, we uphold the law. Mm. We go, okay, how do I love God? How do I love others? And here is some ways that we can do that. Now, also just want to point to, if you're wondering, okay, how do we actually do that? Well, we talked kind of extensively in our series in Deuteronomy last year about what this might look like. So if you want to think about the law, I want to encourage you, go back to our Deuteronomy series, have a listen to it. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's helpful. I can't remember now, but uh, we did talk about this sort of stuff in the law. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to see shortly um, as uh, Paul continues to unpack this and how, and walk us through this that he kind of gets back to Abraham and to David and he goes, "Look, this is the way it's always been. Yeah, grace and gratitude, um, relationship with God is is a is a gift of grace. It's undeserved. It's all on what God does. All His effort." Um, but it actually then frees us up to live a life of gratitude where we can respond um, in love to Him and, and others. As we wrap up uh, this from this passage, I think there's a helpful line there to remember that grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. We are saved by what Jesus has done, and we are saved by faith in him alone. Faith in his life, his perfect life, his death, his resurrection. And as we grasp all that Jesus has done and that we're saved by what Jesus has done, what we, how we respond is in thankfulness to God and in good deeds to others. It's so important that we recognize our good deeds, is, it does not save us. We're not saved by faith plus works. We're saved by faith alone. But our good deeds are a response to all that God has done for us. As we experience God's love, 
so we love others. And as we do that, the hope is too that other people will come to know the love of God. Thanks for listening today. We hope you were able to hear God speak through his word and that this was encouraging for you. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.